we had Dr. Michael Heiser two weeks ago, and then we had Victoria Hagni last week, and now Mark. That's hard to, you know, big shoes to fill there. Okay. Well, here you go. Thanks, Di. Uh, it's, uh, man, that little dude, uh, he will really bless your heart. And uh, I can't imagine going through something like what you've gone through to where there's even a slight possibility that you might not get him. But God is good. God is really good. Um, you're stuck with me today. Uh, the scholars, Dr. Heiser and uh, Pastor Ed Hagni and Dave Hagni, they're not here today. So you're stuck with me, and uh, I'm not your typical uh, preacher, pastor kind of guy. I'm a little bit crazy, and you're going to see how crazy. We're going to get start started with a video right here. Uh, kind of fun. <laughs> oh, man. You think God doesn't love that? I mean, yeah, we're supposed to pray with our neighbor, but God gets it. He gets it. He knows what, we're, what we go through, and he knows what's on our minds, and God is so good, and he loves us so much. You know, we, we get started and, and have, have a lot of fun right there with that, but uh, I'm going to get pretty serious with you as we go forward, and I uh, want to talk about some really important things, and and the, the most important thing to me as we're here today is that we get to know God even more. That we get to experience God. And um, I, I really feel like that's something that a lot of folks don't know that God wants. Um, I feel like there's a maybe a majority of people out there in the world that just thinks that uh, God is in a, a book and he stays there or God's in uh, a person talking to him. Or, but I don't know that people really get that God loves us so much that he just wants to be in every detail of our lives. And he really wants us to experience him. Like, I mean, uh, so here's a great example. I'm uh, standing there singing to God, and, and our worship team, is who is awesome. Give it up for the worship team, man. So, I, and, and this real quick disclaimer, you know, I got, I've told some before, I've got allergy problems, so when I get to talking about God, it's not that I'm crying, it's just that I got... You know, I've got allergy problems. But uh, so I'm, I'm over there singing and having some big-time allergy problems. And uh, I, that's one way, one example of how we can experience God. He loves that. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, the way we sing to him or whether we're standing up or sitting down, kneeling before him, whatever. That's, that's up to us. But what he loves is when we kind of move away the distractions, move away 
what messes with us. Move away just the things that don't mean anything. Move away thinking about the people around us. When we move that stuff away and we give our heart to God, we get to start experiencing it. And I'm telling you, uh, you know, for some reason, there's some people that think, well, you shouldn't be concerned about your feelings and, and led by what you're feeling or that sort of thing. I, hey, God gave us that, man. I mean, so we need to be loving the fact that we've got some feelings for God, that God has feelings for us. And so I want us to try and tackle some things today that I want us to go after what life is. It's a big subject, and, and it's, it's uh, something that I don't know that there's any way to just put your thumb on it exactly and precisely, and I'll tell you why later. So, there was this buddy of Jesus, his name was, was John, and this guy wrote some things about Jesus. And uh, so in, in his, the book that he wrote, it's, uh, you know, we'll be like Michael Jr., John the 10th chapter, the 10th verse, and, you know. Jesus said this, I have come that they may have life and that they may have, have it more abundantly. So that's why Jesus came was this deal, life, so that we could have life. So what is life? You know, is, is life uh, good health? Is life having a smoking hot wife, can you say smoking hot in church? Sorry if I've, I, but having a smoking hot wife, is life uh, having lots of money? Is life having no problems? Is life being at church every day of the week? There's, so all that stuff is good. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with, with wanting those things. But is that life? You know, many people who have those things have all sorts of trouble and don't necessarily know God. And, and if, you, if you think about, there's another book called Hebrews, a lot of you are familiar with it, with it, some of you may not be, but in Hebrews, it's like the Hall of Faith, Hall of Fame, Hall of Faith, and uh, so there's, there's lots of folks that have faith-driven lives that had very ugly circumstances, difficult circumstances, you know, where they, they were homeless, or they got scourged, or they... Uh, man, we can go into more detail, but had really um, bad situations. 
So is that life? Because a lot of, the, a lot of faith-driven people, difficult circumstances, a lot of people that don't know God have some good circumstances. So what is life? So you might have heard this, that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said that. So he's the way, the truth, and the life. So he's, he is the life. So first of all, he a little background on this. He, he had been talking to his guys and, and uh, telling them that he's getting ready to be this is the night he's talking to him the night before he goes to get crucified and he's telling him all about you know I'm gonna be crucified I'm a Peter you're gonna disown me one of his other guys um, I'm gonna have one guy's gonna betray me his buddy Judas and a lot of other things that he goes on and tells them about he washes their feet just kind of hanging out together and tells them, and then he's telling them, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And where I go, you can't go right now, but later on you're going to get to, we'll hook up. But so what was going on is he and his guys were talking about um, all of this stuff, and they're like, wait, wh what do you mean you're going away? Where are you going? Why can't we go? They're trying to figure this out. And so, a little bit more into the story, he tells them he's going to the Father. When he tells them all this stuff, he's trying to let them know that he is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life that we get in the Father. And the only way to get there is through him. Jesus was telling him, or telling them, that Mark needs to put on his glasses if he's going to see. <laughs> he is the only one that gives the full meaning to life. But he's also the way to the Father in heaven. Jesus is known as the good shepherd. And, and we're referred to as his sheep. And of course, sheep don't know where to go. They have to have somebody lead them. Have to have a shepherd lead them. So what, what he wants from us is for us to depend on his leadership. To depend on hearing his voice and how do we hear his voice how do we entrust him to lead us if we don't get to know him so if so if knowing jesus is critical to us in having life and life abundantly we need to figure it out how do I get to know him? How do I get to know him more? And so it's, it's 
It seems crazy that we ask that question. It seems like it would be kind of simple. But, so, it really is probably more simple than we give it credit for, but so many of us, we struggle in getting to know him very well. Like, so with my wife, uh, we've known each other for 40 years, and I remember when I was first getting to know her, there, of course, you know, she was, I was attracted to her because she was uh, a bubbly personality. Um, she was, uh, well, not the most intelligent person in the world, but she, <laughs> that's because she was hanging out with me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, she was, she was fun. She was smart. And there was just something that really drew me to her. And, and of course, she was, you know, way good looking. Just everything about her, I wanted to get to know her more. So what do we do? We start talking. And so here we're talking about having 21 days of prayer. We're talking to God. We're listening to God as we pray. And... It can't be a one-way street. It can't be all about us. It couldn't be all about me talking to Cindy or just all about her talking to me. It had to be a, a back and forth to get to know each other. And it's the same way with God. But you know what? It seems like most of us don't get it. seems like when we go to pray, it's all about our agenda what we need, what we've got to get done, you know. And nothing, God loves that. He wants to hear from us. But like I was so, we had a, a time where uh, the people involved with the service today got together beforehand, and I was so pumped. Uh, Ken led us in prayer, and when Ken opened us up, he was like, Father, Heavenly Father, thank you so much. You are so awesome. He's going into the Father, not about what we need here today. Take care of this and that. He is, you can tell, his heart, he loves the Father. He knows the Father. So it's the same way with us. We need to get to know the Father. And the way we get to know the Father is we get to know Jesus. And man, I tell you what. We, we just don't, I don't think this really sinks in enough. You know, what, what my concern is, is that we get to know church. We get to know religion. We get to know people that talk about God. But, you know, all of that is good. But nothing like getting to know Jesus. And so Jesus can be in all of those things. But what if we're just going before him and we're just coming to church on Sunday and, and we're just standing there singing songs. They're not even, you know, not even singing. We're just standing here, standing there being here. Are we getting to know him? Are we getting to experience him? I mean, 
probably some on a fringe level because he's so awesome. He just kind of, I mean, he can kind of get on us just because we, we show up. But man, how about let's get to know him? How about let's spend some, some time? So, so if we talk about, we're going to, let's, let's take some time and pray and really uh, seek God. So, so you know what I really feel like the Father would love is if we don't immediately, and, and nothing, I'm telling you, nothing wrong with this. This is good stuff to do this. If we don't just start, oh, God, you're so great, and, you know, uh, here's, here, here's what I got to say to you and all this. What if we did as he said and just said, and, and we, he says, be still and know that I am God. Man, if, 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 if I want to get to know Cindy better, I don't go and just blah, 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 blah. If I want to get to know her better, if I want to get to know Jesus better, man, I need to get quiet and hear from him. Because, you know, we talked about the, the sheep that need somebody to lead them. It also says that my sheep know my voice. And that can be concerning because you can think, well, Mark, I, I don't really know when I've heard from God. Don't let that mess with you. That is a deception uh, straight from the devil. And you know what happens is he gets us. He gets us just looking at ourselves and the distractions around us. And he gets us off our our focus, our love, our life, Jesus. That's where our focus has got to be, Jesus. You know, I've got, I've got disappointment in myself, in my parenting, in uh, my mentoring young people. I'm disappointed in myself because I know Jesus. And I know his love and I experience him. But I'm so disappointed in myself that I've not understood this, that my kids, they don't need to know religion. They don't need to know church. They don't need they don't need to know their Bible exclusively. You want to know your Bible. But what they need to do is they need to get to know Jesus. You know, if you get to know him, if you pursue him, and you get to see what he's like, he is awesome. And the love that he has for you is beyond what you can comprehend, beyond what you can handle. We need to spend time with him. And as we spend time with him, things are going to start to, instead of our own agenda, things are going to start to bubble up and boil out of us. The things that he wants us to speak to him about. 
the things that He wants us to pray, the things that He's already placed in us and is ready to go forward and, and fill our lives with. So, I just want to tell you a little bit. I'm going to sidestep a little bit. So, this Jesus, if we get to know Him, there's no way. I don't know how. If we get to know this guy, this God, I don't know how we can not just fall in love with Him. This is a dude that... So, we've all got problems. There are people talks about in the Bible that had sicknesses and diseases that were dreadful, that they had no cures for, that they didn't know how to handle other than to separate people from the rest of society. Because if they even touched them, then they're going to get that disease themselves. And so people are paranoid about these folks. You know, we've got people in our society right now that don't have diseases that all they have is just simply brokenness and they're living in a world that has broken them down and they haven't gotten to know Jesus to give them life and to fill them. Jesus, to these people, extends His arms and hugs on people, loves on people, draws people to Him when nobody else will even be in their presence. So, Jesus has the love of a Father that just because you've gone and messed up, you've run away, and you've taken His money with you. And you've done a lot of terrible things out there in the world. And, and then you decide, hey, this isn't all what it's cracked up to be. And you decide, all right, I got nowhere else to go. I'm going to go back to Him. And Jesus is like the Father who is not only ready to welcome you with open arms, but He's looking out into the distance ready for you when you decide to just turn. He's looking for us. That's the love of Jesus. So, Jesus is one that when we, we mess up and we do things in our, in our lives, in our, in our marriage, where we step out on one another, we hurt one another, we speak evil, harmful, hateful things. And then we got other people pointing fingers at whoever, one or the other or both. Jesus is the one that walks right in the middle of all this. And says, your sins are forgiven you. And He loves you. Jesus has no condemnation for us. 
Jesus does not see that mess that we see. Jesus has all the love that we could ever imagine, and He sees us in those eyes of love. we got to get to know Him. we got to get to know this Jesus because the more we get to know Him, the more we are going to be filled with life. We're going to be transformed. We're going to be changed. So all the mess that we see on our lives, we give that over to Him because we're just looking at Him. We get our eyes off ourselves. And we get to be transformed. Life gets to change for us. Our circumstances may not change much. May change drastically. But our circumstances may not change much. But what's important is that we change. Inside, we change. We change not like we can change ourselves. We have Him transform us inside. And it helps us. Helps us to deal with circumstances, all this around us. And it helps us to deal with it in a way that only He can help us. So when I'm with God, what do I do? I chill, I relax. It's not about what we can do. What we can say to Him. How many verses we can quote to Him. How many times we can get to church. How much good we we can do. It's not about that at all it's about how much can I rest how much can I go ahead and trust him just rest in him just still have all this mess on me all over me surrounding me and I say I've got Jesus I'm gonna rest I'm gonna chill I'm gonna relax in him There's a place in the Bible that says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. And let your gentleness be evident to all. For the Lord is near. Be anxious about nothing. But in all things, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and His peace which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's the peace that we're after. That's the life that we're looking for. He would say, come to me and I'll give you rest. In order to come to him and get that rest, we need to enter in his presence. Now, his presence isn't something that we've got to find a way to just knock down the door, uh, bully our way in to his presence. He is like that father we talked about earlier that's standing there waiting with his arms wide open for us. But. Let's go ahead and take the time to get to know him. Let's let's walk in. Let's go as he calls us. Come to me. Let's go experience him. How do we enter his presence? 
you know, in this world, we're so overstimulated in so many areas of life. You know, uh, we've got cell phones that are constantly grabbing our attention. We've got television, movies, games. Um, man, you know, other people, friends, um, family that that can really get out of whack if we're if our goal is to really experience him and so we can be distracted by by so many things and can keep us from entering into his presence we got to stop it in silence we need to listen to him jesus said when he was teaching teaching his guys how to pray it's also for us teaching us how to pray First thing he said, just like I talked about Ken earlier, our Father who is in heaven. That's the way we need to start. And God wants us to bring all of our stuff to him. He loves to hear that. So religion pushes us hard to our own direction. It becomes too much about us instead of about Him. We have a very deep desire and need for God's presence. And so many, so, so many of us don't even understand it. That's what we're after, is His presence. So we need to look at each day. Take this as our ultimate priority and plan out. These are the times I'm going to spend with Jesus. This is when I want to get to know him. Hey, you, you plan dates, right? You plan uh, things you're going to do in your life. Plan time that you're going to spend with Jesus. Hey, you can take this as this is, just, this is just, you know, the God thing, and it's not really, there's really not that much there. You can go ahead and take it like that. But don't get to know him. Spend that time with Him. Spend that quiet time with Him. We get to walk in His presence. In our lives, we will get life and life abundantly. Be poor enough to recognize that we don't have anything to give to Him except for what He has given to us. Adore Him. Breathe Him in. Relax. Let him know your desperation for him. Ask him, God, remove this self-consciousness from me as I am here and try and get to know you more. Adoration will produce a manifestation of His presence in our lives. Get rid of you and get full of Him. The Bible says that He is, he is living water. Drink Him in because He is the satisfaction to our soul, to our being. He is 
the satisfaction to our soul. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. We need to get to know him more. The living water of life must flow in us because we need him in us to empower us to be able to live the way he wants us to live, to live the way we want to live. You know, we get stuck out here trying to do, uh, trying to live by the commandments. You know, we get this, the commandments that Moses was given, we get to thinking, okay, uh, you know, that's what I need to do. I need to get right with God. I need to start living right. No, that's not it. That's not it. Matter of fact, we are completely unsuccessful at that. Completely. But I tell you what, with his living water flowing through us, that's where our motivation comes from. That's where our ability to have some success in walking in his ways and living as he asks us to. That's where it comes from, not from ourselves, from him. We need total desperate dependency on God. I want to tell you a story. Just we're getting ready to wind it up. I want to tell you a story of my own life. So I'm, and this is going to be a real nutshell story. But so total desperation, total focus on God, total wanting just him and him alone. So I was raised in a uh, getting to know God through an organization called the Jehovah Witnesses. And so, uh, just to, not to slam on them at all, because they do a lot of, they, they really try hard to teach their kids in the organization uh, the Bible, and I got to learn a lot about God through the Bible with them, but uh, so one thing that they do tell you or teach you is that you folks sitting right here today, me, people in church, other churches, that sort of thing, other organizations, uh, are from the devil, and that we don't need to be messing with anything like that. And so, one day about, uh, gosh, I don't know, 1992-ish, right around there. So we're in a, uh, we're in church that it was on a Sunday, and there's a lady there talking, and so she's asked for people that want to come up and and uh, she wants to pray for them anybody that wants to come forward and and receive prayer and so that's way out of my comfort zone at the time and and uh, I kept gathering myself and I was talking to talking to Jehovah because that's who I knew what I knew and I'm like Feeling like, oh man, I shouldn't go do this, but I kept talking to him, Jehovah, I just want you. Jehovah, I just want, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but Jehovah, you know my heart. I know you know my heart. And please understand that I'm, I'm going to go up here and, and get some prayer, but anything that's not of you, I don't want it. I just want it to bounce off of me and not have any influence on me. But Jehovah, anything that is of you, I want to receive. She 
proceeded to pray for several people. Never met this lady in my life. She was on the Beverly Hillbillies, this lady was. Ellie Mae Clampett was who this gal was. Donna Douglas is her name. And this lady had, after she got out of Hollywood, she, she went to the same college that Dave went to for a while, Dave Hagney. And uh, she really got to know God. This lady went and prayed for different people. And I knew some of those people. And I knew she didn't know them, nor did she know me. And I heard her talking about things privately with each one. I overheard because I'm like, oh, Jehovah, this is scaring me. I'm not sure what to do, but I want you. I felt that tug. And I'm thinking, man, she's right on with so many of these people. She gets to me. And she says, Mark. She called me by my name. God in her called me by my name. And I got to really experience God for the first time in my life. I knew all about him. I knew several things that I had been taught, but I had never experienced him. When she spoke my name, my heart was flooded with the most love and peace and joy that you can't even give words enough to describe. You get to know for sure that God knows you. And that's possible for not only me or those people that were being prayed for. That's, that's possible for every one of us because God loves us that much. He really does. We just need to take and give Him some time. Give Him some time and get to know Jesus. So it kind of brings us back I don't want to be like Dave and go until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Love you, Dave. Hope you're watching. That's a joke. I, he and I always cut up about that. Kind of brings us back to what Di started us with, with prayer and 21 days of prayer. Spend some time. Get a focus. To your, to your life. Map out a plan. Go to Him with desperate dependency. Seeking His peace and His rest. Submit your will to Him. Allow His will to be done in you. Because He loves you. You don't, you don't need to get right with Him. He's already done everything. You don't have to do anything. Just fall into His arms and allow Him to love you. We can be all particular on doing the, the right kind of prayer or we can do this or that, meeting our own standards. 
but then it wouldn't really be God doing it. He has already done it all for us. So just allow your heart to be open to him. And if you've, if you've never done it before, uh, take, take time and trust him. And you just see if you won't get some experience of God. Oh, man. So the allergy symptoms ended up turning into snot instead of tears. I'm up here just sniffing and snorting. and um, I, I want to I just pray. And uh, this is what I want. One thing I, I want you to understand. So some of you, God may have been like, I've, I call it massaging my heart. God may have been massaging your heart during this time. And if there's stuff that maybe you just want to make a commitment to him for yourself. Like you just want to know, okay, I want this. I just want to know that this is real. And, and so we're going to have some folks up here that will pray with you. They'll pray privately with you up here. You don't have to, I mean, we'll have some people over here and over here and not going to be in front of everybody, not going to make you feel awkward or anything like that. I just want you to know that if you, if God has massaged your heart a little bit and you just kind of want to pray with somebody or have somebody pray with you and say, God, this is the start for me. May even be a situation where you say, God, I've been stumbling, man. And I need to come back to you and I need this to start again in me. I need our relationship to grow. Then they're here for you to, to pray about that too. So before I close this out, I'm going I'm to pray and I want you guys to just listen to God for a little bit. And I, I, man, just, just listen to him. Father, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. You're so understanding of us, your children. Thank you for being so compassionate toward us and not holding things against us, but opening your arms wide to us. So Father, each one of us, as, as we take a step toward you, and want to get to know you in Jesus. We want Jesus to walk in our lives, to live in us and us in him. As we take that step, we trust you that your arms are wide open to us. And we trust you that you will lead us and that we will hear your voice. We trust you that you will knock off all the deception and all the stuff that the evil one will try to throw against us and mess with us, we thank you that you are right there with us and you are greater and more mighty and more awesome in power than anything that come, can come against us. Oh, Father, we love you so much. Thank you for loving us. And it is in that name that is above every name, Jesus that we pray and give you thanks. Amen. So, uh, got one more little thing about prayer.
that uh, I want you to I want you to listen to. Listen, listen closely. We're about to play a, a brief little video here. I, I want you guys, yeah, yeah. I want you guys to, you know, go out and find life. He is life. The other thing I want you to do is, as our people come up and, and they're going to be here, pray for you. Don't you say no if you felt God or heard God urging you inside. Don't you say no to him. Come on forward and let somebody, let somebody walk you through, love on you, hold your hand and pray with you. God bless you all. It was fun. Thanks for letting me to talk with you.